Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. Tonight, it is just me, Max, with an instant reaction to the ACC dropping the schedule for the 2022 football season. Florida State got screwed as always, and I'm going to explain why in just a second. You are Locked on Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. I'm your host, Max Moody. That's Max Moody 17 on Twitter. Some way for me to make my name pop up here. There it is. And I am your host of Locked on Seminoles. I'm a lifetime Florida State fan, spent five and a half glorious years at that institution, grew up in Tallahassee, and I've been covering the team at Locked on Seminoles, previously Knowles Anonymous, for a little over a year and a half. And if you grew up a Florida State fan or if you've been one for a long time, we're in the same boat. You know that for some incomprehensible reason, the ACC hates the Florida State Seminoles. I don't get it. I'm sure you don't get it. Holly doesn't get it. Stacy doesn't get it. No one really seems to understand what the genesis of this hatred was. But at this point, on whatever this is, it's exactly midnight right now on February 1st, 2022. It's just so blatantly obvious at this point. Like, I, I try to like think, okay, Max, you're being crazy. Max, you grew up, you know, in the 90s and the 2000s when like everyone, you know, had that chip on their shoulder about Florida State, but the ACC doesn't really hate you. They're your conference. They're supposed to protect you. They're supposed to help you. I mean, look at the SEC. They set those guys up. They reward their money earners. They reward their Alabamas. They reward the Georgias of it. They even give a shout out to Auburn like that once every six, seven year time where they're like inexplicably good. But what does the ACC do? The ACC, the lowest money earning conference of the Power Five. The ACC, who is an automatic qualifier conference, has been since the genesis of the BCS only because of Florida State's unprecedented winning streak in the 90s. How do they reward us? How do they reward us for being the only reason anybody gives a the Atlantic Coast Conference? Well, let me tell you how. Florida State decided to go out onto the field of battle in the out-of-conference ranks and take on the Louisiana State University, that's right, the LSU Tigers. Now, is it the best LSU team we've ever seen? No, not by a long shot. They just paid, you know, a, a mint for Brian Kelly to come down and fake Southern accents and whatever the heck else he's doing. They got rid of Orgeron. They're committed, but are they going to be great next year? I don't know. But the reality is we had the stones, the guts, the gall to, to schedule them, to go to a neutral site game, by the way. It's not a neutral site game. It's in the Superdome, which is what? 30 minutes from Baton Rouge, 40 minutes. I don't know. But LSU is a NOLA college, basically, right? Like that's LSU home territory. And we're going to go play them there. We're going to be the showcase game on Sunday night, right? The, the Florida State jerseys will be emblazoned 
with the ACC logo, right? The Atlantic Coast Conference and God willing and the river don't rise, there will be ACC refs missing calls left and right. You know, you'd think most conferences would be grateful. They say, hey, thanks for going and playing a blue-blooded story powerhouse from the toughest conference in the country in their home territory to give some credibility to our national brand. We appreciate that. Let us do you a favor. What'd they do? They kick us in the teeth and they give us the hardest possible way with our schedule. Now, they can't schedule Alabama for us. Thank God, or else they do that. They can't schedule, you know, back-to-back slates of like, Ohio State, followed by, I I don't know, pick someone, Oklahoma, followed by Texas. Like, if this was the Big 12, they would do to us. But they tried their best. They tried their hardest to do the equivalent of it. Week zero with Duquesne. Great. Okay. Week zero, for those of you that aren't familiar, is the week before week one. I actually like this because I like that we get to have a tune-up game before we go play LSU. But that's completely of our own doing. Then we go play LSU. Then we get a bye week. Okay, good. But we're entitled, by the way, if you play in week zero, which we are, you're entitled to an extra bye week. So like us having it there right after LSU isn't, the ACC is not doing us a favor, right? Like we're supposed to get that. That's usually how it works. And then they make us play Louisville on a Friday night at Cardinal Stadium. Like, give me, come on. And if you don't know why I'm upset, guys, Malik Cunningham is probably the toughest quarterback on the schedule all year. It doesn't matter. There's numbers that justify he's better than his team. And you got to go play him on a Friday night in a stadium that, frankly, gets loud. And I got a good buddy that's a Louisville guy. It, it's their Super Bowl, right? Like, they love playing Florida State because why, why wouldn't you? It's, it's a, we are a fun team to beat. I would love to beat us every year. I mean, recently we've been doing that like 10 or 11 games out of the year, but you get my point. Like, other teams get excited to play us, and the ACC is sticking us on a Friday night marquee game coming off of an LSU game against the best quarterback we're going to face all year. Maybe Devin Leary. I don't know. Devin Leary's got a better arm, but don't worry. Don't worry. Devin Leary of NC State, you get him three games later. So you go to LSU, you get a bye week, then you have to go play Louisville on a Friday night. Why the hell are we playing on a Friday night? Because f- that's why. I don't know. Because that's what the ACC decided we're going to do. So then we get to go back to Dope Campbell, which is nice. And we get an extra day, which is nice. And the day after my 30th birthday, yeah, you're welcome, we play Boston College. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and act like Boston College is a powerhouse. and We're going to lose to Boston College or anything like that. By the way, for those of you that think I've already taken a turn to negative town, I'm not negative about this team. I'm not negative about our prospects because we're going to have to play all these teams. I'm mad at the ACC because they're making it as difficult as humanly possible. It's not that we can't do it. It's that it shouldn't be this hard. There was there are ways to configure this schedule that would have been a lot more favorable to Florida State, and they actively decided not to do it. Whew. But before I keep ranting, I want to tell you all about your our friends that make this all possible over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for the playoff season from scores, totals, playoff performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. It's the number one spot for all NFL betting, all college betting, all basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC betting that you want to do, even including your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline.net is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. 
betonline.net, where the game starts. Sorry, folks, I'm going to shake it out for a sec. So I just got off the road, drove a nice little six-hour drive after work from Tampa to Marietta, Georgia, back to the command center here in Marietta. And, uh, you know, I'm finding out all the schedule stuff as I'm driving, you know, I'm getting myself worked up like I like to do. And, you know, sorry, I'm not going to apologize for being upset. I I can apologize for maybe, uh, I'm not going to apologize, whatever. We love having y'all here. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you smash that subscribe button up there, I think. Hit the bell to turn on notifications, like the individual video. And if you're on the podcast, well, I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday. Make sure that you are following what they call it now, following the podcast. So let's look at this schedule. So you go from this three-game stretch where you get to warm up against Duquesne. You have to go play LSU. I'm not, I'm not dignifying this as a neutral side game, right? You go play LSU at home, and then you go play Louisville at home on a Friday night just to make sure that you can have as few fans there as possible. And then we come back, and we've got Boston College, and that's Phil Jerkovich, right? Phil Jerkovich, if I'm if I'm power ranking QBs here, he's probably the third best quarterback, meh, fourth best quarterback you're going to see on the schedule. Right, you're going to get Malik Cunningham at Louisville, uh, Devin Leary at NC State. We'll see if 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 DJ Uyunglele shows up this year at Clemson. If he doesn't, they've got Cade Klubnik, who's a highly touted five star recruit. I I don't know, but either way. That puts Phil Jerkovich right there at fourth, maybe fifth at absolute worst, but he's probably the third or fourth best quarterback you're going to face all season, and you get him right after coming off Malik Cunningham on the road. And then you get Wake Forest. I hate that I even have to say this because it's hard for me to live in a world where like Wake Forest is a tough game, but right now they've managed to, with the COVID year, have a bunch of like 23 and 24-year-olds on their team. Sam Hartman is somehow still there. Keep in mind, like him and Justin Fields were on QB1 together. Fields is going on like, what, second or third year in the NFL, and Sam Hartman's still playing at Wake Forest. Good for him. They're coming off the second best uh, season in program history. It's a shitty draw. There's really no way to, there's no way to slice it. I mean, again, you could have had Syracuse there. And then you got to come home to Clemson, who, yeah, look, I get it. They underperformed last year. I, I'm the first one to call that out. DJ Uyunglele has been an absolute bust, like the biggest bust probably since Jamarcus Russell in the NFL. Well, or maybe since Brock Osweiler got a $100 million contract or whatever he got. But it doesn't mean they're not probably talent-wise, not probably, talent-wise, they're the best team on your schedule. Projected performance-wise, as of now, as of, again, February 1st, as I'm reading this off and I'm talking about it, they are projected to be the best team on your schedule. Plain and simple. We can argue about that in the comments. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying projections-wise, computers, analytics, everything's saying they're the best team on your schedule. And you get them right after you got four, other than t- the only, you got the three of the four best quarterbacks, right? Or four, four of the five best quarterbacks really on, on your schedule, right? Other than Tyler Van Dyke in Louisville, Boston College, Wake Forest, and NC State. And then you got to face Clemson. It's like, guys, are you kidding me? Oh, and by the way, we get two bye weeks. So they could have put a bye week in between NC State and Clemson, but no, no, we got it after Clemson. Great. We're going to get to rest up for Georgia Tech. Really excited about that. Always like to have a bye week before we take on the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. 
I mean, the schedule's broken. It's busted. It sucks. Doesn't mean we can't go win 10 games because I think this team's going to be a lot better, but it, they're making it as difficult as humanly possible. And if your car is making it, that's right, I did that. If your car is making it as difficult as humanly possible to get from A to B, well, you need to fix it up. It's all go to a mechanic or a dealer where they're going to charge you an arm and a leg. Just like, do it yourself, man. You fix most things, right? It's not that hard. Look, go, go to YouTube, figure out how to do it. It's, I promise you can do it. And then go to rockauto.com. All right. Why, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or a car dealership when you can just go to rockauto.com? It's a family business. They serve the do-it-yourselfers and they've been doing it for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck and right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that way they know that Max sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. A little water break. Hit a solo here. Again, folks, if you're if you stuck with us this long, we appreciate it. I know that this is more of a Max venting his frustrations episode, but it's like how many times are we going to go through this exercise? Whether it's scheduling, the meat grinder that was the end of the season last year, this shit. I don't. Even, I don't even understand. Like, what? Who was like? Yeah, this is this is a good schedule. We should put that out there. Florida State will love it because by the time we get to like the really like the winnable parts of our schedule, I don't want to say winnable. Someone's gonna hit that in the comments. Sorry, whatever. Like I said, it's a, coming off a long drive. Once we hit the sure wins of our schedule, like the you should win, where I kind of am gonna stop watching football. Parts of our schedule. So for me, that's Louisiana Lafayette, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, or your or Duquesne, or your four. Like you have to beat those teams, and you probably could beat those teams while just sleepwalking through the game. Three of those four, three of those four. I'm just going to go ahead and say, give me wins, are in your last five games. So instead of what always happens with Miami, right, where they get a nice easy little schedule and they get to set up a win. Let's go look at it real quick. Oh yeah, they're going to play uh, Bethune, Cookman. Is that ULM? I don't know the logo. They're going to get their teeth kicked in by A&M. Who is this? Is that Middle Tennessee State? I don't even know who these teams are. Yeah, Middle Tennessee. Are you kidding me? Miami's playing three out of conference, four out of conference games in a row. Okay. Bethune, Cookman, Southern Miss, and Middle Tennessee State are the first, are three of the first four games they play. And then they get a bye week. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. I hate this conference. Get us out now. Gee, this is a joke. Okay, then they've got North Carolina at home. So they've played one road game so far, and we are one, two, three, four, five, six weeks in. They played one road game at Texas A&M again. Get their teeth kicked in there. Great. They, they go on the road at Virginia Tech, great. And then they get Duke and Virginia before they play us. They get Duke and Virginia before they play us. We get Clemson and Georgia Tech. So again, just to recap, we are playing one, two, three, four, five. Five of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. The five best quarterbacks in the ACC, excluding Tyler Van Dyke. 
in the seven weeks leading up to playing Miami. Miami is playing one, two, three teams that are not in the Power Five. Duke and Virginia in the seven weeks leading up to playing us. Like, am I taking, am I taking crazy pills? Like, what is going... Okay, anyway, look, we're moving on. Moving on. Schedule's a joke show. So anyway, after after you get Clemson, you got Georgia Tech, Miami, Syracuse, Louisiana, and, and Florida. I don't know, guys. Girls, ladies, gentlemen, I don't know. I want to I want to end on an optimistic note. I want to talk about how I think we can do in this schedule because I do think the Seminoles will be a much improved team. I think that if Jordan Travis can take that step forward as a passer, he could be the best quarterback on the field in every game you play this year. And I mean that. Probably not if he plays like he played towards the like in the UF game. But if you see the guy from the North Carolina game, you see the guy from those like what five of the last six, not counting the UF game, and he stays healthy and he has taken a step forward, a step forward. We'll address this in listener questions. I know some of y'all think he's just an athlete. I missed the memo of when having a good athlete play quarterback was a bad thing, but some you're entitled to your opinion. He could be the best quarterback in every game you play. The offensive line isn't young anymore. Training day's over, okay? They might be pretty good, or they're going to suck, and we're going to know that we just don't have the dudes on the offensive line. I'm optimistic it's going to be the first one compared to what you've seen for the past four or five years. What's your defense going to look like? You should have a really solid secondary. You should have a pretty solid front. It's just those guys in the middle, the linebackers, that are the question. Skill positions, you brought in three new receivers. We're going to talk about Ron Dugans, the wide receiver coach, being extended later. I don't have the energy to get worked up again today, so let's just power through. Now, look, it's easy to go game by game and convince ourselves like we're going to win 10 games. It's easy to go game by game and convince ourselves we're going to lose 10 games. So I I like to chunk these things out, right? I like to look at Duquesne, Georgia Tech, Syracuse. Like I said, oh, Louisiana Lafayette. I think those are four wins right there. That chunk of games, you go 4-0. You have to, really, in my opinion. Okay? Then I want to take the next four. Probably the hardest games on your schedule. Going to look at Florida. Well, I don't know. It depends on how Napier shakes out. But for sake of argument, let's let's pull in Miami, Florida, Clemson, and Louisville. And LSU, I guess. Yeah, I'll leave LSU because I want to talk about that game individually. So you got Louisville, Miami, Florida, Clemson. You think you can go like two and two in that series of four? Louisville, Miami, Clemson, and Florida. You can go two and two there. I think that's pretty good, right? A lot of talent on those teams. Louisville beat you pretty good last year until we kind of caught up towards the second half. Clemson, I don't know. I mean, look, they're losing both coordinators, right? They're losing an offensive coordinator. They're losing the defensive coordinator that, by all accounts, has been the clue that's held that team together for a decade now he's gone he's at Oklahoma so could you beat Clemson this year absolutely is it a gimme absolutely not could you beat Florida this year absolutely we don't know what Billy Napier is going to be we really don't could you lose to Florida 100% I think these are sort of your stretch games right if, if you can take four games in Louisville 
Clemson, Miami, and Florida, you can win two of those, and you win your four gimmies, you're at six and four. And then that leaves you with Austin College, Wake Forest, NC State, and LSU. Your last chunk of four that I'd like to divide again, I'm keeping LSU by itself. And, and I think you know, Boston College, Wake Forest, NC State, if, if you can go two and one in that stretch, let's well, say wins right there, right? Without even counting LSU. And I think that would be, I know you guys are going to get lit up about this and you're going to hate to hear this, but I, that would be a very good performance in my opinion. When you're talking about facing Phil Jerkovic, talking about facing Sam Hartman, you're talking about facing Devin Leary, two and one there's pretty good. I think that's a solid performance, and that means that, you know, LSU is your swing win for your ninth. Do I think you can beat LSU? Absolutely. I really do. I mean, I I think this is probably a more winnable game than Notre Dame was last year at the opening of the season. And we saw that one. You almost won it. You went to overtime. I, to me, I'm penciling that one in as a win just because I went in on an optimistic note. Now that's nine wins, but in the aggregate, where do I see this season going? I mean, I, I've, I've said before, I think it's a seven or eight win season total, like in the, in totality, I think it's a seven or eight win season. I think it's a three win season if Jordan Travis gets hurt. Uh, I think it's a 10-win season if a few things break the right way, right? If you can make it out of this stretch of Duquesne, LSU, Louisville, Boston College, Wake Forest, and NC State and Clemson to your first bye week, in those seven games, if you're five and two, but in those first seven games, it's also not a crazy scenario to think that you might be two and five with your only wins being over Duquesne and uh, I don't know. Pick one. Boston College, probably. Wake Forest, maybe. It's kind of a it's kind of a toss up. It's it's toss up year, and the way the schedule's laid out didn't make it any easier. But it's uh it's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited to break down the schedule with my compatriots next time. I'm excited to get a little more in depth, and I'm excited to later this week, hopefully tomorrow, maybe Thursday, talk about. Ron Dugans, the wide receiver coach who was extended today as I'm reading this. But again, I don't have the energy to react to it. And I always promise I will bring you all the energy. Folks, thank you for rocking with us. I hope you all have a wonderful Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube. Turn on the alerts, like the video, and make sure you're following us on the podcast. I'm Max Moody at Max Moody 17 And this was Locked On Seminoles.